0: Comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Third.
1: A foot race the other way.
0: It doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside
1: Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan.
0: Hello and welcome to the 135th. Episode of the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan wiegand and with me today is a man who was not with me last week. It's Logan Stuff.
1: I think at, at this point, Jordan, we're like close to the Simpsons. No, like we're that's how that's how long we've been going.
0: Uh, they're at like <laughs> seven hundred episodes. Like at seven decades. <laughs> um, like we have been on it forever decades but yeah uh how many episodes is that that's what i have to look up real quick hold on 728 so we got we got a bit until we get there <laughs> we're closing um, the gap though um, but if we do you know episodes for each team again every single <laughs> season i think right we get there pretty quick um and you know we'll be doing world cup coverage later in the year that'll be probably more than once a week so we'll we'll, we'll get there and, and next year We'll probably be doing two episodes a week with the new schedule. So mm-hmm. we, we can surpass the Simpsons in half the time, I think.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I think with World Cup, because we're gonna do every single team, every player, we're gonna profile every player on every player episode. on yep. every
0: twenty six man roster.
1: Ten fans, like we're gonna have fans on. So like I mean it'll be November when we pass the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just can't imagine the work we would have to do to profile every player of a 26 man squad
1: I, like there's just there would be a point 32 where just like
0: times 26 that's, yeah. that's too much
1: when there'd be a time you'd just be like all right he's a striker that's really all you need to know
0: at <laughs> least like five minute episodes to like get us over that line
1: <laughs> yeah honestly i mean hey let's do it let's let's we'd be the only podcast to do it jordan
0: uh no you know just to be the only one is not enough reason to, to put that much <laughs> stress on us um Um, but no i am uh i'm glad you're back logan
1: i'm glad you're back i mean uh, you were here but i'm just glad you're back
0: yeah i went to williamsport pennsylvania that was fun
1: yeah that that, that looked like fun like a a, the little league world series for those that don't know um but yeah jordan i mean you got pictures with some baltimore orioles you got looks like you had uh, some sunburn at least joy did um,
0: yeah joy did yep. so she burns that was on Facebook. Yeah. yeah
1: so uh, that's the worst baseball tans are the worst like sitting in stands because it's on the knee like it's a weird spot on your legs and it's just like you're just getting cooked
0: yeah and she had you know we sat in an area that had the sun kind of on us because we mm-hmm. couldn't get to the shade side so that was that was a problem but it was a fun day trip so i mean i'm I, two day trip i missed a lot of the games this week. Um, But, uh, you know, if anybody listened to last week, I said, hey, game of the week. My pick is Seattle, LA Galaxy. And that was a good choice. I finished 3-3. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. Uh, So I did a good job there uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) on picking the game. So we're going to start with some news and storylines. And what we've been doing recently, starting with the Americans Abroad and just kind of check in on that because usually once we get started on the league stuff, we could, you know, talk for hours. So to make sure we get to this stuff, we're going to front load it here is how we've been doing that. So um, yeah, uh, Jesse Marsh, Logan gets a big win over Chelsea, a three, uh, a three nothing victory. Tyler Adams and Aronson both started that match. Aronson scored, pressuring Mendy, getting the ball. Um, Adams won the fan vote player of the match. So, out of the three games, Tyler Adams and Aronson have both won fan votes of the match. Um, everybody was kind of skeptical about Tyler Adams going there, and he's got like I think the most completed passes or whatever, he's like second. I think in the first three games here and Aronson has like some of the most pressures. They're fitting in pretty well here. And uh, the other side of things, Pulisic got around 25 minutes after they're already two 0 down. He's got no move in sight. There's been no official offer from United. That was the rumor before. And uh, we had some news from Florian Plettenberg yesterday that, He's been told it is likely that Pulisic will stay at Chelsea. No swap deals planned at this stage. No offer from United on the table. And they're going for Antony, who is a striker for uh, Everton. They're going to pay like 70 mil for this kid that has like three goals and two assists and so many thousand minutes of professional ball, which is just insane (laughs) to me the way that these prices are going. But anyway... What are your thoughts on that big Leeds 3-0 victory over Chelsea and uh, the three Americans on Leeds side?
1: Yeah, so I mean, um, if the season ended today, Jordan, and I know it's only been three games, uh, Leeds United would be finishing third. Uh, it is, it's, But it is amazing that this team last year, Jordan, we were talking about how like they were probably going to get relegated and it was going to be kind of tough because the Brendan Aronson thing had been rumored for some time. Tyler Adams where it was kind of thrown out there as well. And we thought maybe they would end up in championship football before world cup. And while we weren't like completely destroyed by it, it was still kind of concerning because we're like, these are guys that we really need to kind of become, we thought Brendan Aronson, a bench player depth. And then Tyler Adams are starting number six. Like we needed guys to kind of fill into these spots and kind of, uh, play professional soccer at a highly competitive level otherwise i mean these guys are playing second tier teams and maybe not ready for the big stage when it came november uh but now i mean you're seeing that brendan aronson's turned into like the i I mean I, i would say jordan he's been the most impressive player in the premier league to start the year um and that's not just an exaggeration like if you look at the things that he has done and the chaos that he has caused for some of these big teams. I think that it's pretty accurate in saying like he's definitely top three if you're picking players right now as far as how good their season has started. I mean, he's come out with a bang, Um, and his pressure uh, is exactly what Greg is going to need for this U.S. men's national team side because they're going to use, I know, a lot of their legs, and they do have a lot of depth, so they're going to be able to press people quite a bit, and that's kind of his ball uh, is just pressuring and then kind of keeping control of the ball and just wear the opponent out. And then you have Tyler Adams, who's been one of the most impressive, like you said. And his best game was on Saturday. What was it? Saturday, I think, um, that he played. Or was it Sunday? I can't remember. I think it's Saturday. But um, I think with Brendan playing as well as he is and the confidence that he is getting playing in the Premier League, and then also you've got Tyler Adams, who really didn't need that confidence boost, but is getting it because of how well he's playing against the top-level talent that he is. I mean, this is huge for the U.S. men's national team. Now, I think it's about getting Christian in a place where he can thrive, and it's not with Chelsea. It seems that Tuchel – I mean, uh, you sent me the article where it says Tuchel's pretty much fallen out of uh, – or uh, Pulisic's fallen out of favor with Tuchel. Like, it was just not going well. Um, and so, I don't know. Like it, That kind of bums me out. But then again, like, uh, I mean, now we're talking about Brendan Aaronson, and, and it's going to get into the conversation of – like Brendan's playing well enough to where he deserves a starting 11 spot. It's just like, where do you put him? If you've got Gio Reyna, if you've got Timothy Weah, if you got CP 10, like where does he kind of fit into that role? Um, and while he is younger than all of them and, and his time is coming, I, it's just right now he's one of our best players. So uh, it, it's exciting. Um, we're going to have a good problem depth, I think on the wings. Uh, so looking forward to world cup stuff, because I think, We're pretty damn deep.
0: Yeah, there was a a fan account here on Twitter named after Todd Bowley. Um, It's got Pulisic as a profile picture and cover photo. So I'm not sure if they are American or just Chelsea. It looks like maybe Chelsea American fans. I don't know. But here's a stat. For you, I mean, I don't think he was ever really in favor with with Tuchel at this point. Last season, Pulisic started three matches in a row. He had two goals, one assist. He was then benched for two games, then started the next and had another goal. And they said, you know, this is pure abuse from Tuchel. They think they have an agenda, you know, whatever. That may not be true. But the issue being, right, is that even when he does go out and score, he gets benched immediately again. Yeah. There's there's no consistency. All of their players, who went on a tear in January. Gets benched, and then they can't find the offense. This this Chelsea team's attack has been really bad. Um, Pulisic doesn't start it out of the three games. He comes in once last week with seven minutes. He comes in this game for twenty five. They're already down two nothing. It's like, what am I gonna do to come in down <laughs> to nothing and try to make this turn around here? So. That, that's a, it's really rough for Pulisic. And, and you know, his dad was going off again, liking a whole bunch of tweets. And, uh, you know, Chelsea fans were upset about that. It's like,
1: what do you want him to do with this? Even play?
0: then, it, his dad, you can't control your dad. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? I'm He's sure my fan. dad would be right. liking bat- tweets about me if I wasn't getting playing time, even if I didn't condone him doing that. Right. So, it just is kind of what it is, and and uh, when when we let's go back to Aronson, like you said, he's got to be in the starting eleven for the U.S. men's national team. The, the fact that everybody thought he was going to struggle at Leeds, that he was going to get bumped off the ball easily, he does this nice move against uh, Kubali, right? Uh, on on Sunday's game, it, he's got to start. And I understand Pulisic might have more talent, but if he doesn't get in, you can start Aronson over Pulisic. If Pulisic's not going to be playing games regularly, that's going to be an issue. Um, weya even if Weya's not injured, which I think he is right now, and he is a lot, I could see Aronson above Weya, honestly. Um, he's doing it at a whole different level than what... This should be his second goal, by the way, that... That first week, mm-hmm. it does hit off his shin. They still call it a own goal, but this would be like Brendan Aaronson's second goal. And he forced Mendy into an error in getting that And People overrate Mendy as one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So the fact that he's doing that at this type of level is is great. Same thing with Tyler Adams, which a lot of people thought he wasn't going to fit in in the premier league. And remember a whole bunch of us men, Twitter was like, he's got a stuff following marsh around. He's got to, he's not going to do well there. And he's getting so much praise from the leads, uh, podcasts, message boards, all that kind of stuff. Both of those players and Jesse are getting kudos. And when you look at it from the other side, I know we're not a premier league podcast right now, but, Tuchel has to do something about the attack, and actually, I think the longer this putrid attack happens, and he continues to throw Mount and Havertz out there, even though they do nothing every week, it's going to become an issue where he could theoretically be let go. I don't know how quick Todd Bowley is on the on the mm-hmm. trigger fingers like Roman was, but you know they're going out and they're going to spend another like seventy million on a striker. They're going to go out and spend some more money. Uh, if the attack doesn't improve, it's because of the way Tuchel plays, right? With wing backs and stuff, it's just not very conducive to how their uh, wingers are. It, so it, it's going to be an issue. Pulisic probably not going anywhere, and he's going to be in probably some really bad form until we get into the World Cup buildup. And hopefully, hopefully, it just keeps him healthy. That he's not playing, I guess, is <laughs> really the only plus side of that. Uh, Chris Richards uh, started a game as well for Crystal Palace this week. So that's, that's been pretty good. He's getting playing time. That's awesome. So before we move on to some MLS news, I want to get your thoughts on these World Cup kits, Logan, because these leaks. I, I uh, shared my thoughts last week. I want to get your thoughts on... On the air we've kind of talked about it off air but i, I want to kind of get your thoughts and maybe some deeper thoughts since you're act- we're not like texting we're actually talking
1: yeah we don't actually talk um normally in real life um so like this is always confusing to me but when he alludes to the fact that we've been texting i don't remember what he's talking about but <laughs> no um the, they're awful they're horrendous they're templates they're practice kits at best jordan like they, this is this same template that they've used, I think it was last year for training kits. Like this thing is just, I, I, like, I, don't, I just don't get it. Like, I think, honestly, I think they had such pushback on an original leak that they went, okay, well, that didn't work very well. So let's try these kits. That didn't work well. And they're gonna, these are going to be the kits. Like the way that the picture had them laid out, like whoever took this picture, like the final one where it's kind of like they're folded in half on a bed and they're like, it's that's somebody taking a picture for like we're gonna post this eventually and, and we the seen players it,
0: reacted like, to it. It was in dicks.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly. I kind of went back and yep.
0: forth with some guy, uh, on my personal account, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was like, is anybody else starting to think that like McKenny and Weya are like joking around with us and are like trolling us and that they're gonna be really good? Because you know, McKenny and way have said we've tried to tell them these things suck. Um and I said, no, at this point, we've seen them in dicks. Like, they are legit. Um, he said, well, I think they're training match tops. I, I said, they were for $110. I went on the U.S. Soccer website. The training kits right now are on sale for $35, but they're originally listed as $65. So I'm like, even then, like $110 is closer to what a kit is. It's like $90, 100 bucks on U.S. Soccer then he's like well um what do he come back he's like i still think they're just training kits but the price being wrong is why they couldn't sell them and i said no the reason they couldn't sell them is because a lot of these things have street dates on it when you scan it i I've, I've found movies ahead of time at target and i've tried to buy them and it says do not sell before like august 10th and then the cashier's like, sorry, won't even let me do it. Like, I can't. And that's probably the same thing that happened with this, especially being a high-ticket item like a like a soccer jersey. So in, in, in this case, they're pretty – I'd say I'm 99% sure that these these are legit, as sad as that mm-hmm.
1: is. Yeah, these are – it, and they just – they're so underwhelming. Um, you have every four years to really get this right, And, well, hell, eight years because we didn't make the last one. So, (laughs) like, but you do have – you have a ton of feedback from fans. That's what Twitter's for. Like, what was – what I love, Jordan, is – who did it? Was it Hummel, I think, that did the – okay, vote for the kit that you like. So, here are some concepts. Here are some artists. And we'll use – Hummel, yeah. Right. And we'll use this template. And, and okay, Nike, if you really want – everybody to look like uniform across the board like you know how nike and them all have their templates they all wanted to look similar but they're going to throw in different flavor then just do that like but let the fans create them like they send in submissions nike then goes okay here's what we what you guys liked. now let's vote what do you like and that like I, i think it's the stupidest marketing thing i've ever heard in my life like wouldn't that sell a ton? Like if you had an overwhelming, okay, the Waldo kits. Did you see the one, Jordan, where it was like, I think you liked it. It was like, like diagonal.
0: Oh, it was type. the sash, which I like yeah, from 2010. Right. But the sash was the red stripes. And yes. I'm like, that is perfect. Right. Like, how are they not, how are they not thinking of this stuff? Look, I want to show you Pumas. Did you see Pumas? Mm. Joseph Lowry. Uh, from um, Backfield and uh, also on Total Soccer Show, he shared this and said, "Well, it makes the U.S. kits not look as bad. Um, these are awful. <laughs> these what are are, those? These are so bad. These are. Uh, I'm, I'm so top left is uh, Ghana. Ghana. Um I'm having trouble reading the middle one. Uh, Ivory Coast, I think, is on the Senegal on the right. Yeah." Switzerland, which everybody says looks like the Hello My Name is sticker. <laughs> it's accurate. I don't know what's beside them there. Italy yeah. looks bad too. It's like the Italy. So what to so explain this to people here? It is the crest in the center with the Puma logo above it, almost like the Manchester that City their and, and Dortmund um kits oh, for third the for the uh yeah, the kits the third kits so it's like that but then they have all these weird designs on them but it's all a template this is a template it's just a little bit of a different design in the center for each one and each one has like a center stripe almost at least the top three do the bottom right does this looks bad um Graham Ruffin uh, Ruffin also shared it on here but ah, it's
1: It's not this hard.
0: I mean, so that's the thing, too, is when we're like, well, it's just Nike. It's not. Uh, I want to see what the Adidas ones are going to look like. But the thing about soccer, they're getting all minimalist at times, and then they're also getting all template. And it, I mean, I don't don't know. At least meet some differences other than just like the center crest being different and just like a little bit of some of the design looking there. It's the same basic concept on each of these and it's just not looking great. I wonder so, if they will have a
1: best dress at the world cup. <laughs> like it won't be any of these.
0: So,
1: and Puma usually does really well. So I'm kind of shocked that lately that
0: they've been it. awful. You know yeah. that, that, the, the third kids they,
1: were awful.
0: The third yeah. kids looked like training kids. Yes, they, they did. They had like a just shirt. the name, no crest, <laughs> until they had the. until all of the uh,
1: teams. People complained, complained yeah. and then
0: they ended up putting the the crest on each one of those. But all right, that's our World Cup talk. Okay, some MLS news here. We have uh, this came out right before we start recording. Paul Tenorio and Sam's Day school writing an article for the Athletic not going to highlight the whole article here because you know people go read it but i'm going to just share some some stuff here but there's going to be big changes to the mls homegrown territory rules so in the current setup every team has a designated homegrown territory in which they have the mls rights to every youth player mls teams can take players into their academy from the territories of other teams but the player's home team still holds his mls rights and can block him from signing a homegrown deal with another MLS club. This is why, like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's, why am I, like, Caden Clark had to, like, mm-hmm. we, was in Minnesota. He had to go over to New York because Minnesota mm-hmm. didn't have an academy, all this kind of stuff. Um, so here are some of the highlights. Uh, homegrown rights on every player in territory is gone. Teams will have a protected player list at the academy layer. So they're going to be allowed to place up to 54 players on their youth player protected list. 45 of those who would play in their academy and nine who are not in their academy but live in the homegrown territory. Those players will not be able to sign a professional deal with another MLS club without the club negotiating a trade for their rights. Players who are rostered to a club's academy but are not on the protected list can move to another club's academy and eventually sign homegrown deals with that club's first team, but the player's new club will have to pay the old club a set amount in order to acquire them. Those amounts have already been determined by the league and are not subject to negotiation. Under the new rules, players who live in an MLS homegrown territory but are neither rostered to an academy or the list will now be able to move freely to MLS clubs based outside of their territory teams will not have to pay any compensation to other MLS teams for set players. Um, and there's also set compensation for non-protected Academy players to leave. We talked about that. Okay. Initial thoughts on that, Logan.
1: I think uh, interesting just in the fact that like, Like I like the protect the players idea. Like I've always liked that. I've liked, I think football has done that uh, for like different protected players on waiver wires. Baseball definitely does it with some of them like draft picks and stuff like that, even though they're not signed, sometimes they can protect some of them. Um, But no, I do like this. I think it, it, it it. It's a progressive step forward. Like the MLS has, MLS has done a really good job of that. Like, I think they're very good at working in baby steps and increments to see okay, this is how we grow the league. This is how we grow the league. This is how we grow the league. I think they've done a phenomenal job of that. And I think it's why it's one of the growing uh, leagues in the United States is because it doesn't seem like they rush into things too quickly. Like they could very well right now, Jordan, open up the DP stuff like wide open and make this so uncompetitive because uh, you would have City Football Group, you'd have Red Bull, you'd have all these like LAFCs buying everything and every DP out there where like I feel like MLS does a great job of just letting it exist and breathe because they need to. And then so like this instance where if the player is not on a roster or not protected in the academy or whatever it might be, could you imagine how restricting that would be? Like going back to the old rule, right, if I'm if I'm reading that correctly, where like this team could still technically go, no, 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 you can't have him, but we have no plan in using him. Um, I think that's a huge step because, I mean – That's why I think a lot of these kids probably leave to go overseas when they're so young to the other academies, because that doesn't happen over in these other academies like Barcelona. Like you see a lot of our youth go there and just kind of fade um, just because they here, I think they're doing a good job. They're protecting the players. Um, They'll be able to eventually give them professional contracts. And then with MLS next, I think that's a big step in progress too. like that Academy where all these teams have second clubs and academies and these academies are growing in size. Um, and then any player that's not signed, really, you don't have those homegrown rights to them. So they can kind of move freely about the country like Southwest Airlines does. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of this. It helps the youth. It actually, I think, entices, right? Um, it entices youth to stay put here in the United States. Like, it, it, you don't get frustrated because, like, could you imagine, Jordan, if you grew up in the territory of, like, enter miami (laughs) like they're they own you and their rights or your rights are theirs uh and you're stuck and they're not you know they're they're it's kind of a bad example i guess because they're using a lot of youth now but um but some of these teams it's like they're circling the wagon constantly so
0: yeah i i guess we'll wait and see what how how it works um I think it's good that they'll be able to move around a little bit more freely um, because, you know, you could be stuck in a Academy that it's never going to use you um, <laughs> because they either don't use the youth or because you're blocked in a spot. Now, now you'd be able to move maybe somewhere else. So that, that's nice. Last thing is that a new soccer league was just announced. Um, I'm not sure if you saw this. It's called the National Soccer League. Um, <laughs> people have been kind of clowning on it the whole time. It's um... Our
1: site is coming soon.
0: Yeah, so the, the the club list was loading today or earlier. And they okay. had club names like Liverbirds named after Liverpool. And they had Galacticos based off of Real Madrid. And then they had some old, uh, like Tampa Bay Mutiny was going to be in there. They were, they were going to have a whole bunch of like these older team names. Um, apparently Scott Michael, Stuart Gallup, Gavin McCann, uh Mick Patterson, Liam Ridgewell, former Timbers player, uh, Michael Gray, Davina Fettergreen, Rob Burton. Like these are the people behind it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people. I'm not going to read them all. But it – not any big names, and apparently they're, like, trying to get money from people about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is... Apparently they're also trying to get, like, U.S. Open Cup? Right here, NSL in talks to join the U.S. Open Cup? They don't even have any real teams. So I'm, I'm not really sure how this is going to work. They already have a sponsor for Hairbond? I don't know.
1: I like this Um, one. NSL. Whoa. NSL to use innovative player camera and audio while playing.
0: Hello, I am Luis from the National Soccer League. We're delighted to inform you that we are launching our league shortly. There's, like, no date, like, when this was posted. So, like, shortly from when. You know, like, I don't know. Um, This is uh, just a whole weird thing Um, i like their
1: pictures too like their like company pictures on their website are like one's randomly in a basketball game this guy's up against a wall
0: oh yeah do you know what this you know what this is (laughs) hold on hold on this is good this is good hold on all right let me share the screen what does that remind you of
1: uh i don't know it looks like home plate (laughs) i have no idea like
0: This is... Oh, that looks
1: like our Extra Innings baseball logo.
0: Yes, it does. It (laughs) looks like they got... Hold on. I want to see if I have it still. Yeah, it definitely looks like they bought this logo off of (laughs) Fiverr. I'm trying to locate ours now. um, Because...
1: I think I'm signed into Fiverr. I can actually pull up.
0: I I tried to download like all of our logos and I'm trying to just find where that one is, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it looks like. It looks just like, uh, Oh, okay. Here's one. Okay. I found it. It's the same thing. Oh my God. It is literally the same thing. Let me upload this real quick. Hold on. We have to do some investigating here. Uh, I, I'm sorry if you are a audio. audio listener, but I just saw this and I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the same exact thing. Um, oh, look yeah. At look at it. So it has like the the, the design chairs. on the wall yeah. and the chairs and same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing.
1: <laughs> Investigative journalism at its best.
0: And this guy, you know, the guy we bought this from originally like cost like five, ten bucks. Yeah. Like, okay, this is not like they're not spending a whole bunch of money on this brand here. Um I don't know.
1: Now if they <laughs> want to sponsor us, Jordan, then we'll be we'll be listening. Oh,
0: we'll we'll be the official broadcasters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and hit the the games. Let's talk some games here. Uh, we had some midweek results. LAFC beat DC United on Tuesday 1-0. Wednesday, the Dallas uh, – not the Dallas. Dallas beats the Union 1-0. TFC beat Revolution – I mean, draw with Revolution 2-2. NYCFC loses to Charlotte 3-1. And the Whitecaps beat the Rapids 2-1. Now let's move to the weekend here where we have the Galaxy in Seattle finish 3-3. Seattle came back from like 2-0 down to make it 2-2 and then get 3-2 lead just to have it spoiled by what I thought is a pretty, pretty rough penalty call um, to give Galaxy a chance to equalized they do game over saturday philly puts another six on dc united seven the last game of six this game i i'm taking i'm going out on the limb here i'm saying dc united's done for the season all right they haven't won in their last five they have four losses a draw they are now 13 points from a playoff spot with eight games to go they're done. Am I being harsh or this is it? They're, they got to pack it up and get ready for next year. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, their defense atrocious and that's not something you can just fix on a whim, uh, especially with Wayne Rooney just coming in. So, yeah, I mean, mathematically, I think they could technically still do it, but it would be like, I think uh, one in a million shot. Um, so uh, yeah, they're, they're dead in water. And honestly, Jordan, I think, I mean SKC's been bad, but I just I think DC's just planting themselves as a wooden spoon winner too. So. Yeah,
0: they're even eight points just from thirteenth place with mm-hmm. Atlanta. <laughs> That's how far off they are. Right. Sixteen losses on the year. That's pretty bad. Um, yikes. Yeah, and they're still four points off of. SKCs. So yeah, definitely probably wooden spoon contenders here. We also had some Hernan Lasada shade as he <laughs> videoed himself like, I took uploaded him watching the game on like his story or whatever. Um so that was fun. Uh Carranza has now tied Sebastian Latou and Elsino for the most MLS player of the week honors in Philadelphia Union history with two. This is from the MLS PR account, by the way. Which means his half a season with the Union, mm-hmm. he has now already got more than Latou, who was the Union's talisman for a while, and El Senio, who had been there for a few years. That just goes to show you how many Union players do not get Player of the Week honors and uh, how much that's changed. And I was talking about it last week, Logan, that this team is just so much better than they have ever been they're scoring at a pace that is so much more they're a, they're going to pass how many goals they've ever scored in a season i th- i was reading it up last year i think it was uh let's see they've scored 51 goals i think their most ever is like 55 i'm going to look at that again um can you go ahead and just give me your thoughts on the union?
1: I mean, this game had it all. Gazdog, it had Ura, it had um, Julian Carranza. Like, I mean, if you're, if you are enter Miami, you've got to be looking at this going, oh, this was not good. <laughs> but as a team that really struggles to score, and I know they're offloading a lot of assets and pieces just because they're trying to hit a reset, but I mean, they gave him away for a bag of peanuts to, to the union. So, I mean, just the fact that he's come in uh, and has played – like, Jordan, he's all the way up to 12 goals. He's right behind Gazdag, who had 13. And Gazdag like, started on fire um, and kind of slowed down since. But, like, I mean, he's still racking up goals as well. I mean, this is – that's 25 goals between the two of them. Ura's got nine, and he's had moments where he had been healthy or he – you know, slow start to the season, getting adjusted – I mean, this team is just loaded from top to bottom. You and I talked about this, and then if you go and, and when I I will always say this, and I know you really do enjoy this, and probably, I mean, it's funny that your two teams are known for this. Uh, it their defense, like how how do you score on the Union? Like you, you just don't. Um, it, it is so incredibly to hard, incredibly hard to score. And now you tack on, like we said, like if they get up two goals, I don't see teams beating them. Like, I just don't like it be three, one, two, nil. You just don't come back from that against them. And then they are very difficult to beat at home. They're going to be very difficult, difficult to beat in the playoffs. This team is just on a different level and their depth is a testament to that as well. And they have probably the best coach in MLS. And if he coaches here much longer, they're going to start shouting him for one of the best coaches this league's ever seen. So. I don't know. This is going to get interesting uh, because I don't think the East is ready for how big of an impact that this Union team can have this year and in the years to come.
0: So I found it 2019 they had 58 goals, which means they need 7 more to tie that, which means they just got to play DC United one more time. And they <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet your dad loves this.
0: <laughs> but in that season in 2019 they also gave up 50. So they had a goal differential of 8. In 2020 they had a goal differential of 24 and in 2021 they had a goal differential of 13. This season they have a goal differential of 31 as they've only given up 20 and have scored 51. So it here's the sad thing with the way MLS works it's it feels like their year probably not going to end up being their year. But this is the best they've ever looked in the 12 years they've existed. So um, I think they will score another seven goals in these next eight games. And Absolutely. I think that they yeah. can maybe score more than that and they can have their besties. Never at least amount of goals given up and most amount of goals scored. I think that could be a lot of fun.
1: I mean, look at the rest of their opponents. You got the Rapids in Atlanta who I think they can score pretty well on uh, Orlando city. Um, they play them at home though. So you guys are out of luck there. If you came down here, you'd score 36, but uh, you're playing there. But And then they play Atlanta, Charlotte, and Toronto, and Toronto's defense has not been stellar. So, uh, yeah. I Look at that goal differential. My gosh. <laughs> 31. Oh, my goodness. And what's even crazier, Jordan, the is that – The best in the league. Yeah, you guys are almost 31 uh, goals allowed. Like, that's your expected goals allowed. 31. And – They've only allowed 20, which also speaks to the fact that you have probably the best keeper that's ever played in MLS. So, I mean, (laughs) this team, I'm excited because I think LAFC will be the heavy favorites going into the playoffs, but I think the union have the best shot to win it if all goes right and they stay healthy.
0: Oh man, an LAFC Union final would be so oh, much fun. Oh, dude,
1: it'd be brilliant. That'd yeah, like, be really fun. They don't give up goals. Neither of them give up goals, um, and they score out the ears. So,
0: you one of those would give the- way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things would have to.
1: I take the Union because I just feel like they're. I don't know, man. I just think they're coached. they would coached better. I think Trundleau would have a harder time with Jim Curtin. I think.
0: I could see that. Um. Red Bulls drew with Cincy 1-1. Montreal beat the Revs 4-0. Miami beat TFC 2-1. Minnesota beat Austin 2-1. Rapids drew with the Dynamo 1-1. RSL with the Whitecaps 1-1. And San Jose beat LAFC 2-1. Those are your Saturday games. Austin still sits second in the West. But now they have... Uh, there are nine points back of LAFC. So I think we're getting to the point where LAFC are going to win the West and the supporter shield. Probably no problem. They're six points up on the union with a game in hand, um, on supporter shield Sunday, Orlando gets a win. They beat Charlotte pretty late in that match. Uh, was that finished two one. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Columbus crew draw with Atlanta 2-2. Chucho Hernandez, Logan, has scored eight goals in his first eight matches. Only four other players have done that. That's Adama Diamande for LAFC, Juan Pablo Angel for Red Bulls, Gio Savarisi, Timbers coach for Red (laughs) Bulls, uh, and Didier Drogba when he played for Montreal. So this signing is working out pretty darn well for the crew who are now in a playoff spot. Uh, they have two games in hand of some of these teams. They have one game in hand of most of the teams. I'm starting to think the crew are going to be a lock here.
1: Yeah, I think just the teams below them, looking at them, they just drop They just drop too many points. I, I mean, New England's dropping points when they shouldn't um, and getting absolutely throttled. Um, I mean, it just, I don't see them doing it. I think FC Cincinnati has finally run out of just pure I don't want to say it's luck but like it went too well it was going too well for them um, like they don't have quite the talent to sustain that yet I think it'll get there because I do think Noonan's a great coach I think it's very Jim Curtin-esque uh, but they just don't have the players on that roster to kind of make the difference they don't defend as well as they need to and that's been their biggest Achilles heel since they've been around so
0: yeah, they were talking about them having the best front three in MLS. Um what? I don't know, that, that, yeah, the Philly the Philly one's so much better, I think. Well, Gazdag uh, uh, <laughs> and uh and um Carranza. That, but I want to point out something here. Chucho Hernandez already tied for team lead of goals with eight. Lucas Elorayan is also up there, so just crazy how fast he's come in and just hit the ground (laughs) hit the ground running um skc versus portland finishes four one for skc and i gotta look this up here i'm gonna look i'm gonna pull up their head to head here because i feel like they have their number or something i'm gonna have to pull up this head to head real quick but uh yeah four one for skc over the timbers okay they're actually pretty even. Maybe that's why it felt that way. Eight wins for Kansas City, seven wins for Timbers. They both had eight draws, and they each scored 30 goals. Um, earlier this season, the Timbers thrashed SKC 7-2. Maybe I was just thinking it was a high-scoring game. That's probably what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is – uh, that's crazy how even that is. But SKC – who are, you know, 14th in the west going up against the team that was 10th in the west and they they pull up a huge upset. Um they also beat Galaxy a few weeks ago 4-2 SKC. So uh they lost to Austin 4-3. They they're starting to score a lot. They're also giving up some <laughs> goals. Uh they've given up 49 goals and they've yeah. scored 30. So it's been a pretty rough not as bad as DC which is Scored 28, given up 55 with negative 27 goal differential. But they are the second worst goal differential with negative 19.
1: All right, Jordan. It is August 23rd. We've got like roughly six to seven games, depending on who it is. Maybe a little bit more if you're lucky. Um, All three of the Cascadian region teams are below the playoff line. And Galaxy actually has a couple games in hand on a couple of them. Mm -hmm. Is this the year that we see no Cascadian teams in the MLS playoff. And I'd be interested to know that too. I'm sure it would take too much time to figure this out, but has that ever happened that you can remember?
0: Um, well, Seattle has made it every year of their existence. So no, there would be a, yeah. a, Okay. it could, it could have never have right. happened. They've been 13 straight years. I didn't know that. No. Um. So that's what's on the line for them. 13 straight trips to the playoffs. They entered the league in 2009. Okay. So that's kind of on the line with it. They are sitting one point behind the Galaxy, three points behind Nashville, five points behind RSL. There's still time, but the time is running out. I talked about that last week. Brian Smetzer said the time is running out. And what happened? Galaxy got a late penalty kick. Mm -hmm. It looked really bad for them at first. Two-nothing Galaxy lead. You're like okay, this team is falling apart here. I think they want to keep that playoff streak going, but also they won the Champions League. So it's kind of like, did you make a deal with the devil? Yeah, Did you make a deal with the devil to get that Champions League? (laughs) It seems like it. Their their top goal scorer um, is currently – Jordan Morris was seven. Like, they just don't have a lot of goals this year, which is kind of the opposite of of typical. They haven't won since August 2nd when they beat Dallas 1-0. Almost a whole month. Yeah.
1: Yikes. That is good, though. Like, we should make a shirt that says, Seattle, did you make a deal with the devil? And have, like (laughs) – the The logo of uh, the Concacaf Champions League on the back with on there the head, like that would be the devil's head. That's our new merchandise. With the horns on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nashville beat Dallas four 0 That was something that they really needed because they were kind of slipping for a bit. That was their first win in their last five. They drew with Vancouver. They drew with um, Portland. They drew. Uh, they lost to Toronto in a high scoring game. They lost to Minnesota. And here they go. Honey Mukhtar scoring 16 goals this year. Um, he's pretty close. Second most in the West, just behind Drew. C. So he is starting to, to get hot here, which is which is what they need as well. And NYCFC beat Chicago 2-0 uh, back in the East. NYCFC firmly planted in third place right now. They got their first win in a while because they've just been so unsettled since they changed managers. Mm-hmm. Um and since Castellanos has left, they've, they just haven't really been able to get it going. Um, but yeah, they beat Chicago. They sit third. They are six points behind Philly, one point behind Montreal. I think the top three is pretty solid. I don't think Red Bull's breaking into that top three. I think what we're looking at now is a battle for fourth downward. Yeah, um, most definitely can go all the way down the 13th with with, uh, Atlanta having 30 points compared to the West where I really feel like it's starting to get to the point of 11 through 5th, 5th through Mm -hmm. 11th over there is, is I think what we're looking at now. All right. Any other thoughts on the weekend action, Logan? Anything you wanted to shout out before we take a look ahead to – This week,
1: Sebastian Gerusi is leading the golden boot race. Um, So uh, not only in the West, but also there. Um, These or sorry. uh, Montreal, um, Jordy Mihaljevic is getting interest from other clubs. That's right. Um, So that's the worrisome. If you're a Montreal fan, however, Romel Kyoto has played extremely well recently. And Jordan, I, you and I talked about this. How much we love Romel um, was fantastic uh, in their match. Who they they played? Uh, was it New England? Yeah, New England. Um, they he played really well against New England. I want to go to a game there one time, Jordan. Just because he like, leads their the team with fourteen goals too. Yeah, their atmosphere this weekend. Like Montreal. I was watching some of that. Yeah, it's bonkers. Like it it, it is so loud inside there um it's one that i want to go to and then mercedes as well just because it, it seems like it's a difficult place to play and jordan they've got the number two spot uh i mean they're going to be jockeying with nycfc i think but i think they it's their spot to lose between those two teams um so i mean i mean montreal had a bit of a rough patch without jordy jordy's back this is starting to look really good
0: Yeah, haven't lost in their last five. Kyoto, by the way, is just one goal shy of Vasquez, Mm -hmm. and that means he is second most in the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, he's caught fire, and so has Montreal. So the fact that, I mean, we were sitting here talking about, man, without Jordy, they're just a ghost of of themselves, and now that he's back and healthy and they finally got that system going again. I mean, this team, for two years straight now, like last year, they kind of tumbled at the end this team's starting to play really well. And honestly, I think it's because this new branding stuff, they're just like, I mean, let's finally just get a brand that we all agree with so we can play
0: well. Can't wait till they actually wear it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, you got to commend them. They're, they're a team that don't spend a lot of money also. Mm -hmm. And it's just really interesting seeing the top two teams in the East are teams that don't spend looking at the Western conference. The top two teams are the teams that spend, Uh. um, Just the contrast between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, Mm -hmm. really. Um, And, uh, yeah, just, I mean, this would be a really great season for Montreal to finish second. Uh, They would be, I think, legitimate MLS Cup finalists. I'm not going to say contenders. I'm not sure if they could win it. I mean, anything's possible. But I think they could win the win the East in a playoff setting. No, no doubt about it.
1: They're just fun to watch. They're like, offense is just so much fun. Like it, it's a fun cause they don't defend extremely well. Like they're, they're just not great. We got 41 um, goals. One of the worst. Yeah. So, but man, they, they just score and they get goals when they need to. I mean, it, it really does come down to that. Like it just, it feels like they're always in these close games and when they need to pull them out, they pull them out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, the East, is, the East is pretty much wide open after that number one spot, to be honest with you. Once the playoffs start, I feel like the Union are the team to beat. And then after that, you could throw a dart at the board and you might hit Columbus Crew, who's going to maybe finish seventh, could be the second-best team in the East for all we know right
0: now. And, and you know what? If they win MLS Cup, I would really compare them to Seattle getting Ladero. Um, getting show yeah. in and it turning around that quick Yeah, is pretty amazing. All right, let's hit up these Game of the Week. It's time for the Match of the Week Preview. Match of the Week previews, where we tell you what game you should watch. Well, we got an ESPN doubleheader on Friday. Austin hosting LAFC in what is going to be a pretty big game. But what is also a very important game, Logan, is 10 o'clock Portland hosting Seattle on ESPN. That's a playoff spot there. Saturday on TUDN, Twitter, and Univision, we have Minnesota hosting Houston at 3.30, Charlotte hosting Toronto at 7, Red Bulls hosting Miami at 7, Cincy hosting Columbus at 7.30, Philly hosting the Rapids at 7.30, Chicago hosting Montreal at 8 o'clock, SKC hosting San Jose at 8.30. Dallas hosting RSL at 9. Vancouver hosting Nashville at 10. And on Sunday on Univision, TUDN, and Twitter, we have Atlanta hosting DC at 4 o'clock. Orlando hosting New York City FC at 7.30 on FS1. And the Reds hosting the Galaxy at 8 o'clock. Go ahead and make your pick first.
1: Gosh, this is... Uh, last time... I think the last time was on, not last week, but the week before, it was, they were the worst games. It was like, good, it's awful... This one, it's almost like there's honorable mention after honorable mention. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is tough because I always feel bad if I take the one that you want. Um, But I I mean, I'm going to go with the glaringly obvious one. I'm going to go with Austin and LAFC for the battle of that top of the West um, just because, I mean, here's Austin Jordan, uh, a team that we didn't think really stood much of a chance. We thought they got better, right? We thought maybe the playoffs, if they were good enough, I mean, this team is – if LAFC wasn't – yeah, there you go, (laughs) 13th. If LAFC wasn't so good, like, dang, man. Like, Austin would be, like, flying past them. But LAFC, uh, it just seems like every time they get a chance to gain points, they do, and and then if Austin drops them, um, it's just a disaster. Uh, LAFC, um, Jordan is really good at home, but going to Q2 – uh, on the road, they're good. They're a good um, away team, but I just don't know if they can beat Austin and that place in that atmosphere. This could inch them a little closer to them. I just don't see them catching them. I just don't see that being realistic, but again, two of the best uh, goal scorers, right? Um, so it, it should be interesting just to kind of see what Austin does. Darusi's tearing down, trying to get to that 20 mark. I think if he gets that 20 mark, he wins the golden boot. Um, So I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see how Austin play against LAFC. They are the big brothers of the conference. Can they compete with them? Can they defend LAFC's really strong attack? Uh, Does Gareth Bale go nuts? Um, Who knows at this point? So it doesn't seem like he's capable of that, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to go with what I would say when you said the glaringly obvious I thought you were going with this one. I have to go with Timbers Seattle. Um you know, from where they sit in a playoff spot, how close they are in these in this table, um uh, the fact that Seattle's playoff history record is on the line here they both have 33 points they're separated by one position Seattle in ninth Portland in 10th if they if if one of them win this game it could catapult them to sixth or seventh place depending on other results if they both draw if they both draw they're going to be in some real trouble as we get Closer to the end of the season here. I think one of them needs to win this. Logan, now if I were to ask you, who has the upper hand in this matchup historically, do you know the answer to that? I
1: would say Portland does.
0: Yes, 16 wins, 14 losses, 7 draws for the Timbers. Uh, But Timbers have scored 58 goals, and Seattle scored 61 in this matchup. Earlier this season, Timbers beat them 3 Nil, and that was at Lumen Field. They're going to be at Providence Park. Could it be? Could it be even worse for Seattle uh, going forward? I just know my Golden Boot winner is not going to be the Golden Boot (laughs) winner. That's all I know. For people that don't (laughs) know, I picked Raul Rui Diaz at the beginning of the season. Not, not going well uh, for me there. But uh, yeah, I, I think that is the biggest match. Because while I do think Austin-LAFC is fun, I really am counting Austin out. There's no way they can get top of the West. So I am feeling pretty confident that it's going to be um, the best matchup is going to be Seattle-Portland. Now also, the MLS website has LAFC already clinching a playoff spot. So that's pretty interesting. They're the only team that's clinched a playoff spot so far. Um, Not that that'll change their mentality. Just kind of interesting that we already have a team that's clinched with this much time to go.
1: Yeah, what, nine, eight, seven? I, I hate this. I hate when they're all, like, jumbled up. Like, you have 25, you have 28. It's like, can you guys just play the right amount of games? I think we avoid that next year, right, with the new schedules. so...
0: Hopefully. I think so. Yeah, I think it should be that way. But yeah, they've played 26, which means that they have eight games to go because they play 34. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, if you want to follow us on all of our platforms, we're at Stateside Show. I put up my RSL video, which actually got uh, some good traction on there. I'm working on my Red Bull video before I upload that. It's just, uh, you know, we call it the Stateside Soccer Stadium Tour, which is where I'm going to different stadiums and taking video, making little videos about my time there, like a vlog type of thing. Logan, where can people watch your vlogs?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually doing Disney vlogs over at We Met Behind the Castle. So if you are listening and you like Disney content, Universal content, anything in Central Florida, uh, subscribe over there. We met behind the castle. It helps me out tremendously and I'm getting pretty good traction over there. So, And between watching soccer and Disney parks and all these other things, I'm pretty busy now. So I've joined Jordan and the amount of things that I can stack on my plate at once.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I feel, I feel your sympathy. <laughs> there. I, I've, I've done it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to thank everyone for listening um, and we will see you all next time. Like the phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. Brendan Aronson, yep. yep. <laughs> Tomorrow throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on!
1: Come on!
0: Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the u.s men's national team americans abroad mls usl this is stateside soccer show presented by stoppage time soccer show have a good one